0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this, this,
1: this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys
2: World Headquarters
1: at the Star in Frisco.
2: hand Elliott
3: plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in touchdown.
2: And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback.
1: It is a Talking Cowboys Tuesday here from the SWBC Studios at the Star in Frisco again, an off-season edition of your favorite show <laughs> on DallasCowboys.com. We are raring to go. We have an entire hour in front of us, and we're going to talk about everything under the sun that happens to deal with the Dallas TCT Cowboys. baby. There's no sun outside. TCT. T-C-T. Yeah, no T-T. sun outside today in Dallas, but that's okay. We're still going to talk about it. P? Yes, sir.
2: When do we go get out pictures of you in blue bonnets. It's blue bonnet season, oh, man. And, you know oh, are you nice. laying in the
3: blue bonnets with both hands under your chin?
2: The little cards. Yes.
0: Ankles crossed. Come
2: on. We're gonna get a Rob P.
0: Island postcard. That is like a thing I like to do in springtime. Yes, I like to lay in the blue <laughs> bonnets. I need to see Rob P laying down, hands under the chin,
2: in ankles crossed. <laughs> hey, I'm like telling a, you, can we we, it, a we full have a house picture? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> we have talking <laughs> cowboys fans out there that are proficient with Photoshop. Yes. Can I want as many renditions do of it. that imagery yes. as possible, blue bonnet to it, it now, at as quickly as possible. I want Rob Phillips' face plastered all over somebody sitting in blue bonnets. It
3: has That's to be, a great it has to be okay. Rob. P I, want as many, I want as many hey, of them as possible. It has to be Rob P. on Rob P. Island laying in a hole. <laughs> <You're>
1: talking, <laughs> right, I'm in swim metal. trunks. <laughs> yeah. It's a Rob P. Island in a sea yes. of blue yes. bonnets. Yes. It's blue yes.
3: bonnet season. What, 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 what did we
0: start here? What, what, we, what where would you start here? <laughs> <laughs> not, blushing. Not, now that might, Emmy would love doing that. I'm, of course she oh, would. That would be awesome. The internet is
3: undefeated, by the way, so I'm looking I was to gonna
0: say, let's get him a clean shot. Just spell on your camera real quick, there, Rob. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> he's like, now. he's taking a drink no, of water,
3: he's
1: doing everything. <laughs> he <does laughs> can you finish the Blue whole bonnet. bottle right here? <laughs> <Yeah>. De- Deja <laughs> Blue funny. Bonnet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. man, that took awesome. you off the rails right away. Yeah, that was good. Let's good job.
1: Okay, by the way, I've got a shout out. Uh, <laughs> Friend of the show, Jerry Smith, was out at Kroger last night. And I guess I shouldn't say that. At a grocery store last night. Yeah, And he stopped me and he goes, hey, like we, lo- I love your show. <laughs> he was a big fan of Talking Cowboys. He's been like a day one listener. Even before we were on the show, uh, when, when, when it was Bill and Mickey and you yeah. and, and everybody involved. And he said he loves the show, wanted us to pass it along. And real nice guy. Glad he... He took the time to say hi, so I thought I'd give him a shout-out. Was out. that a subtle brag right there? Just a little humble uh, brag? A just little flex. A little flex? I, 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 I mean, they recognize, no. they recognize you, right, No, no they actually recognize Lorena, who's, by the way, it's her oh. uh, 28th birthday today. Well, right. happy well, freaking happy birthday. birthday. All right. Happy and birthday. so he was like, yeah, it's your birthday. And so she's the real celebrity, honestly. I so. mean, obviously. Yeah. But. No flex on my side, but... I mean, it's a flex. She's kind, of your, a kind flex. of your lady now. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was, it was subtle. He's so deflecting right now. Did you see,
3: the, <laughs> did you you see that? Did that? that He's he, like, like a a po-
2: He's definitely playing pong over right, there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I got a birthday shout out in there as well. Yeah, so. you did. I like that. Happy birthday, Lorena! Cool but points. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Had a fun run in with him yesterday, right after. Oh, come on, Chris. He did. He did uh, it. He, he yeah. did it? Yeah. it.
2: I
0: gotta got to turn my headphones up. I got to turn my headphones up. Actually, give him two because that was a double whammy. He wanted to bang, bang. work in the show and then Lorena. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very, very good. Well done. That's oh. her birthday. The song. birthday there song, there song from Chris <laughs> in
1: the background. There
0: you go. That's awesome. <laughs> he has
1: so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Soul Glow in the background. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk Cowboys. <laughs> since that is the name of the podcast, uh, we will talk about the Dallas Cowboys at some point. Oh, we got an hour. hour. You know, it's two weeks to the draft. Yeah. We got
0: time to talk stuff. Two
1: weeks till yeah. the draft. We're going to talk plenty of draft. We're going to talk about what have the Cowboys done to this point to kind of set up their draft strategy. But, Rob, news and notes. We have a fullback on the roster again. Yeah, out and signed a guy.
0: Give us some news and notes. A what full happened? Fullback. I told you they might not be done. I, <laughs> t- I told you. I told you. Ryan Nall has joined the Dallas Cowboys Who? on a one year contract. Ryan Nall. Veteran hmm. running back. He was listed as a running back with the Bears. The Cowboys view him as a fullback and probably most importantly, a special teams guy. Mm-hmm. He joined the 90 man roster and, uh, you know, and, and and give Bones Fossil a core special teams guy to compete for a roster spot. You know they, they didn't use a lot of fullback. I mean, they used the Mac package with Connor McGovern a little bit last season, but I think by and large this was a probably a special team signing.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they lost a special teamer in Malik Turner.
0: Another news and note.
1: Boom. Go for it, Isaiah. What you got? Talk about him. Yeah, you, didn't I, like, I, you liked him. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many touchdowns did he have? Mm. Three. Yeah, listen. I mean, uh, special teams contributions,
3: of course. I mean, but he also came in there and he was a valuable asset at receiver, regardless of the garbage time, whatever you want to call it. I was
1: about to say, a lot the dude of that was ha- late in the game. It
3: doesn't matter. He still has to go out there, and run routes, and catch balls over professionals. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I mean, you let. I don't know how you allow it. And I obviously stood on the mountaintop as soon as they signed him. I said, that's a heck of a signing, right? They snuck him. They snuck him because he's a, he's he's a he's an asset offensively. He actually gives you some depth offensively that you can actually depend on. And he's also a a core special teamer, like core, not just a. Just uh, every so often, contributor like no, that's a guy that we need him on the field. Like, where the heck is he at? You know what impact is he gonna have? I don't know
2: how you allow him to freaking walk off, man. No, the question is priority. You know why why didn't this guy get prioritized? And I I think you know obviously for everyone in Cowboy Nation right now, the bigger question is like, what are we doing? (laughs) They want to know because when you lit Amari Cooper, uh, Cedric Wilson. And now Malik Turner, uh, with and just looking at Malik and said, as far as on the special team side of it, uh, you come back to the answer to that is null. No. Um, obviously, there there are a lot of missing pieces right now, and no one feels comfortable with the direction this thing is going. So something major has to be getting ready to go down. I mean major, a, major like what I would that have to be I for you to consider it on the Richter scale of being major. Ricky of the year. Has to be rookie of the year. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, something so something
3: takes. has to be going down. I mean because to your point, you know, you just lost two receivers. Both of them are huge contributors on special teams. And let's not even talk about how they fill out your depth on your at the, at the receiver position. And you know, obviously some of the other things that have transpired in this offseason, but you know, those are that's three receivers gone. Three receivers gone. Two of them, which are you know, like I said, core special teamers. How are you going to fill these voids? I mean, at this point, you're rolling the dice and you're hoping, right? You're depending on your scouting department and all those guys that get paid to do this, watch film. I get it, right? Those guys have a job to do and they do it well. However, it's still a question mark as you're going into the draft. And some of these guys that we're letting go, a you know, Ie you know Malik, Malik Turner type of guys, like those are easier guys to sign and secure. Like, you don't let those guys go because they're not going to cost you a lot of money. You can rely on them. They're very dependable, right? They're contributors. Why would you let those guys go to somebody that you're probably going to face
1: down the road like San Francisco? Like, you just don't let those guys go. It was a one-year deal with the 49ers. Was there money on that at all I, I announced
0: didn't, yet? I didn't see money on it. I didn't either. Um, but I was just looking up his stats. And, you know, we talked a lot about how efficient Cedric Wilson was for this team the last <laughs> few years. Yep. Uh, pretty efficient season for Malik Turner when you look at – he played in 14 games last year. He played only 126 snaps on offense, and he had he had 12 catches, 149 yards, and he said three touchdowns. Plus, core special teams guy. So I, to me, it's um,
3: 25% touchdowns. Is that what I heard?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, pretty okay. pretty good, pretty efficient. Um, you know, they drafted Simi Fajoko. They spent a draft pick, uh, invested in him, and so your hope is that he takes a step forward. And I think I, I keep saying this. I mean, I think they're pretty confident that they can draft a guy in the first whatever rounds, three rounds, four rounds, and get a guy and develop him, and he can he can be an immediate contributor.
1: And I think something that stands out a little bit more, yes, we are going to talk Simi Fajoko here in a second, Isaiah. Are so we? You may want to keep drinking that water bottle. Uh, w- w- talking about the efficiency and touchdowns in the back end of it, I mean, he was targeted 16 times. Yeah, He was targeted 16 times, and eight of those resulted in first downs. So he didn't catch four passes, and he still – two-thirds of his, his grabs came for the first down or went to at least 10 yards. That's something to, to note. He was a reliable guy late in the game or even in the middle of the game if you really needed him to to throw him the football, and he didn't cost a whole lot. And, and he, was was your what s- he was your number six, right? Yeah. He was your number six receiver. Yeah. You Maybe argue that he was ahead of Noah Brown by the end of the year. Okay. You could argue that, but five. I agree with you. He's five or six, either way. And he still had some efficiency to his game. I just,
2: uh. Look, guys, is the writing on the wall that this is Simi fahoko time, though? Let's 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 pour out a little liquor right now for Malik Turner. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 play a little taps. It's over with. I mean, we've got to get this ship moving, and in the way that everybody's everybody yeah, ship oh, okay. moving. Okay. Okay. We've with got to pee. get it moving. <laughs> I said um, nautical. <laughs> I just want hear Because <laughs> right now, uh, <laughs> it, it it seems like sabotage off season. F- you know, it really does. What do we? What do we? trying to do are we building this thing towards the the los angeles rams way of just come in and sign and do it the way you want spend all the money you want that's not what we're doing this offseason there are guys that we didn't prioritize he was the sixth receiver you drafted simi fohoko pretty high last year you got to get some bang for that buck they're, for they're, that pick
0: yeah they're going to give him an opportunity to, yeah. to go earn it it's not guaranteed just like i don't think james washington's spot In the rotation is guaranteed. I think he's going to be on this team, but he's got to go earn it because I fully expect they're going to draft a guy that's going to compete. And Michael Gallup will be back within the first month of the season, let's say, regular season. Now, will he be Michael Gallup right away? That's the biggest question. That's a question mark because, I mean, that's a serious injury we're talking about.
1: Simi Fajoko, how much confidence, one through ten, to be that third guy? To be a guy who could come in and give you significant snaps late in the game, how much confidence do you have in him moving into this season?
2: Kyle, I can tell you I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I didn't get an opportunity to see a lot of him in yeah. game action. Um is he what what type of receiver is he? Can he block? Uh is he kind of. a masterful route runner? You know, what is what is he, what is he like after the catch? All we have to go on is what he did at Stanford. Nothing in his rookie year is telling me that he's able to fill those shoes. And that's why I think everybody's kind of standing back like, what the heck is this? Uh, but yeah, you know, we know Noah Brown can, can block. We know he can catch. Yeah. Uh, he may not be the your best yak receiver that you have, but still, he, he still fits the, bil- the bill there.
1: You have Dalton Schultz in the mold, mold as well, fold as well, as somebody you could throw the football to a little bit. But nobody wants to hear that.
2: They don't want to hear those names. No. They
1: want to hear. Not when no, you've and, had but, the weaponry that they've no, had in the past. No,
0: and, and, not at all. And, and they've been rumored to be at least poking around on a couple veterans who went to other teams. Or, or Brandon Cook stayed where he was at, uh, Houston, right? Yes. And Devontae <clears> Parker wound up in New England. They were rumored to kind of be. So it's obvious that they're looking. They're looking. They realize you don't just trade Amari Cooper and let Cedric Wilson go and, and draft a receiver and, and sign James Watson and say we're good, especially with Michael Gallup's situation. I, I, they they know they've got to get depth, you yeah. know, so, But they're but the questions are well founded, man, because it's that is a lot to replace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and my questions—they were <clears throat>
3: send me for Hulk call. Obviously, but there wasn't a lot of game film out there. We saw a lot in the preseason. I think he suited up for one, maybe two games this year. He
1: suited up for five games. Oh, he but did? But most
3: of it was on special teams. He didn't register a catch. Okay, got you. All right, and which is fine. Yeah. Right, which is fine. And that's all I would really expect out of him in this first year. However, what impact are you having on special teams, right? Where are you playing on special teams? Are you just out there because they're like, man, we spend money on you and we, we got to find somewhere for you to go? Or are you actually going to be an impact guy on special teams? Are you going to be a cover guy that's actually inside instead of an outside containment guy? Or are you going to be... on a kick return as an actual returner. Like what is your impact on special teams instead of just being a guy that's getting thrown in there because we put money on you? Also, what impact are you having offensively? Yeah, as a rookie drafted in his position, okay, maybe you're not offensive contributor, but you have you damn sure better be a special teams contributor yeah. and somebody that everybody can rely on. And I don't I didn't see that in camp. I didn't see that in his snaps during the season. And that's why my output on him, my outlook on him is is low unless some things change this offseason. There's always a whole offseason for things to change, for your mentality, for you to watch film, for you to get coached, all those kind of things. He can come back a totally different player, but what I have seen of him to date does not give me the the boat of confidence that he is going to be an impact player for this team in any capacity, especially the type of receiver that he is. He doesn't fit this scheme. How does he fit it? He's big. He's heavy. He doesn't run... Very precise routes from the things that I've seen. He's he's slow out of his break. He's not a guy, as we're going towards Kellen Moore's system where anybody can play anywhere. That's kind of what we're going to now, right? Plug and play guys, right? Everybody has to be quick, Mm. right? No, No one just ginormous receiver out there. Everybody has to be quick. Everybody's precise route runners, and everybody can catch the doggone ball and get vertical. Not necessarily looking for a bunch of burners, right? He's a juggernaut type of dude. If you let him get off the line of scrimmage, he's going to build speed. He can beat you down the field that way. That's yeah. what he
0: did in Stanford. Yeah. That's what yeah. he did in Stanford, yeah. but
3: that's not what this offense calls for. Gotcha. Okay. Right? This offense calls for you better be able to get, the, get off the line of scrimmage. You better run a five to seven yard route, catch the ball, and then split a defender and try to get a first down. Because
1: he has the straight line speed. He I mean, does. he has the 4, four three that he ran, of course, for the combine last year, and then uh-huh. he turned around, and he didn't have the best 10 yard split. He was probably middle of the pack, but he's not a good route runner either so when he has to change direction and he has to kind of get going he's not there he's not that instant yeah offense. And
3: that's why I said juggernaut, right? He's a juggernaut guy. He has to build did, momentum, right? Yeah. He's a bigger, heavier guy. He runs heavy. When you watch him, at least for this past year, he runs heavy. That's the first thing that stood out to me. I mean, we were sitting out there watching the first OTA, I believe it was, and I'm like, he's 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 heavy. Yeah. You know, he just runs heavy. Everything just looks like, and it just didn't get out of his brakes. And then when you watch him on special teams back then in OTAs and camp, mm-hmm. he didn't seem like he wanted to to have it be an impact guy on those stages. He didn't seem like he was a guy who understood what his role was on that team at that particular time who was who was determined and adamant about coming in there and saying, "All right, I'm not going I'm not touching the field on offense, but I'm damn sure going to make an impact," on especially he, I didn't feel that
2: energy from him and maybe that changes. Yeah. Isaiah just politically correctly buried Simi Fajoko. <laughs> He's done that throughout the last 2 years. What are you talking about? Since OTAs. it was, it was politically <laughs> correct. He calls it a, a juggernaut and then he goes. Doo-dum, doo-dum. <laughs> oh, so you talk about In straight and line and speed. So you
3: said two things, right? You yeah, said sp- sp- he I has four. F- he has four, four, three straight line speed. Correct? Right but his ten yard split wasn't great, no. right? So what does that mean? That means that your first ten yards is mm, kind of slow. It, it takes you it a while time to no. get going. If I know yeah. that you're as a defensive back, if I know that you're a heavier guy and that has good straight line All speed, I am not letting you off the line
0: of scrimmage. Yeah. There's no clean no, release. I, yeah, and my whole thing is he's not guaranteed anything. I mean, if he can, if he can come out and earn a spot. Awesome. Maybe he can pick up the nine snaps a game that that Malik Turner played, and but it, you know maybe he's not a. Spe- if he can't play special teams, that's going to be a hard thing to do because you got to be able to do that in the back. That's how Noah Brown stayed here for like twelve years, yeah. what feels like twelve years, <laughs> you know. But I, I think will we feel better about this if they draft a receiver in the first round, second round, yes, third round?
3: No, no, because I mean, that's what, what not we, where their draft picks need to go in terms of what we what we said last week, right? Their draft picks need to go towards offensive line because if you can't block
0: the run if you can't block the running scheme and if you can't protect Dak, then nothing matters anyway they need both i think without question those are the top most two glaring needs that they have going
1: in and that brings me to the question that was on the rundown today anyways was the fact that have the cowboys done enough to allow them to take best player available the last two drafts They've looked at their board the way that it has fallen, and they've said, we can take the best player on our board. 2020, it was CeeDee Lamb. 2021, it was Micah Parsons. Which one of those two guys would have been taken if they didn't have Mm -hmm. those needs already semi-covered on the back end? I don't get that feeling this year. They don't have the same liberty that they've had the last two years because there are so many holes. And Rob said it himself a second ago was they have other things that they need. You can't have that BPA. It's going to be a BPA best player available in the area of need. And, I mean, at the moment, that's the offensive line, right?
0: Yeah, I would think Especially so. Especially at 24. I mean, like we, like we mentioned last week, corner was a position last year they didn't really address other than re-signing Jordan Lewis. Mm-hmm. So you kind of felt like they needed to go do that early. There's always a position I just feel like this year, and maybe they disagree because they haven't been that active, other than they have re-signed a bunch of their guys. They've re-signed like a dozen of their own guys, which is important. But maybe they feel like they're they're covered more than it seems like on the outside, because <laughs> I think you can look at receiver, you can look at, obviously, guard, defensive end, edge, pass rusher, tight end, linebacker. You can go a lot of different directions and say, if they take a guy in the first few rounds at this position, well, yeah, that's a need. You know, That's, that's a need. I mean, they don't they don't seem as covered going in as I feel like they have in past years.
2: And, and the weird part about it is when you look at those those two drafts that you're talking about, the stars had to align for you to get CeeDee Lamb yeah. and Michael Parsons. Right. I mean, you take – time machine back last year <laughs> this time. We're not talking about Micah. A guy that fa- literally fell to you. You traded out of the spot with your with your enemies to then come back and get him later, and he ends up being defensive rookie of the year. So many things like that can happen this year as well, and I think that's what, what Jerry was saying. You know, if, if I have a CeeDee Lamb fall to me or Micah Parsons fall to me, well, who are those guys in this draft? That's the really confusing part, and that's what's so masterful about this Magazine that you wrote is, how the hell can anybody look at this draft 1 through 32 and say, oh, it's going to fall like this? Because there's so many of these players that are enigmatic. They're an anomaly. You, they may have the body type and all of those things, and you're basing projecting based off of their future. Mm-hmm. But who is your Panay who is you, yeah. you know? Who are those guys that are just can't miss guys at the top ten? I don't think you have that. And I'm not and I'm probably not saying-
1: five guys, and those five are <clears throat> going to go in the top seven picks because even they're not consensus. There's like five guys up there that are like they're going to be top five picks, and but
0: even then, it's it's still wide open, and it's not a quarterback draft either. That's probably what throws a lot in where you're not going to get five guys taking the first twelve picks at quarterback that push down a lot of. Positions of need if you're lucky, you. you have three or four. If, you, if you're yeah, lucky,
2: yeah. Look, they have three quarterbacks in this in this <laughs> draft that they're talking about. To me don't even qualify for the first 20 picks. Mm-hmm. you know. And there's going to be a team that's going to jump out the cake and do that anyway. Now, I'm not saying that this is Tony Mandridge, Troy Aikman kind of draft. And you're going to have a bona fide bust in, at the top five. But I'm just saying, how do these guys draft it? And if you're the Cowboys, you're looking in your cupboard and saying, like, what do we need? I know we're, from the outside looking in, we think they need everything. But they have an idea of how they're going to play next year. You still have Connor McGovern. You still have Terrence Steele. Those may not be names that you want to hear, but those are your guys now. Yeah. All right? We're going to say offensive linemen. That's what we need. But what – are we still in the hybrid tweener guy? Are we going guard center? Are we saying bonafide? (laughs) We need a left tackle because – That's another position. Tyler's on
1: his way out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or we we need bona fide a a, a left guard. This is how we're going to shore up this position. Or is everybody when we're thinking one direction, the front office is saying, we are going to get a stud in the middle of our defensive line or a linebacker. It's just so much to be answered. And and the moves that they're not making is really what's confusing you the most because you're like, you have nobody in your wide receiver room. Nobody. How are you going to do this? Is this a trade-down draft? For the Cowboys, yes. Unless they see a guy that they know, like if Dan Quinn, and Mike McCarthy would say, "This is a guy that we have to have. We've identified and we have to have him." It may be a trade up draft. Uh, the the
0: yeah. last the That'd last time they did something like that was 2013 with uh, Travis Frederick. They, yeah, they I mean. were picking uh, 20 might have been 24. I don't know. Sharif mm-hmm. Floyd was a guy that they were connected they to enamored with. Him. Yeah, traded down, got an extra third got Terrence Williams in the third round and took Travis Frederick at 31. And I think it was in part because well, they thought they could get him there. But maybe it's a situation. we got a mailback question about that. Like, If you feel like ah, we can get our guy or there's a group of clump of prospects that we feel good about getting any of them at whatever <laughs> pick you trade down to, that's an option. I mean, it's a deeper draft because there's more prospects this year, right? I think it's more likely to trade down mm-hmm. than it is to
1: trade up. Okay. But Heckman brings up a good point because they're doing their their research. They're bringing in these top guys. Jordan Davis should not be there at twenty four.
0: Defensive tackle,
1: but he was Jordan. brought in. He's yeah. a thirty visit guy who's who was in the in the room. Same thing with a Drake London, he wide receiver out of USC. He's not necessarily a guy that should be there at twenty four either. They're doing these this research. Charles Cross, offensive tackle for Mississippi State. A lot of people think he's a top ten lock. He was here. Well, CD so,
0: Lamb. Was a top example, ten lock as well. Like they talked to him at the combine for 15 minutes. Didn't have him on a virtual visit. Yep. Didn't have. He was not even in part of their mock drafts leading up. So you have to always be ready for those things, I guess. Yeah. But the, the fact is, is they used three to five
1: yeah. visits out of these 30 visits on guys They're that are obviously to to going yeah. to be out of reach. Or I mean, as much as you can say. No matter. Obviously. No
2: matter what they they do. And I said it last podcast. The guy, he has to come in and be ready to play. Yep. If you're going to trade out, if you're going to trade down, it's going to be for a guy that can play immediately. There's no developmental situation in Dallas. You you get tri- picked first, you're playing. <laughs> you know, if you're play trading down,
1: you've got to be confident that there are five guys there that no are going balls? to be
2: there. Huh?
1: No Josh Ball? Josh Ball was like a fourth-round pick. He's a fourth-round pick. Let's not get carried away. Tyler Begadish played as a fourth-round pick, but he's the exception, not the rule. He was a starter halfway through his rookie
2: year. But that's a great point. I mean, it's still, I mean, you you have a lot of options there. You're just Josh not calling Ball, them out.
1: Josh Ball at the moment, kind of like how Heckman was saying, you talk about guys that are in the building. Josh Ball's your swing tackle right now. Right this second, Josh Ball's probably your swing tackle. Well, I haven't seen him do anything, so
0: I can't speak to but, him. Well, he, he barely put there. on pads in yeah. camp and got hurt. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. So... so. Do we need to go to break. Yeah, I'm going to take a, take a quick I, break. I had a question for you, to kind of carry over if you want. Yeah, teaser. let's do it. Teaser? You want we'll to tease, tease it? Little, it's just you know we'll do a little draft show overlap here in a second. Ah, draft I, show yeah, overlap. because you're the. I mean, you wrote a magazine. Yeah, that's fair. let's get into
1: it. Let's talk about the draft when we come back with more talking cowboys.
0: There's
3: nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision.
2: Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
0: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Welcome back to the second segment of Talking Cowboys. Be sure to head to the Star in Frisco for the 2022 Cowboys draft presented by Miller Lite from Thursday the 28th through Saturday the 30th. Enjoy live draft coverage, entertainment, a free youth camp on Friday night and draft day 5K presented by Baylor Scott and White Health on Saturday morning. For more details, go online. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. And that's the Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine draft guide modeled by our very own Isaiah Stanback. He was in draft guides at one point in time. He loves his UW guys on the cover. Over 110 prospects, outlined detailed scouting reports, got rankings in there, top 10 Cowboys picks of all time at each position, Taking that one. feature stories. Yeah, take it, take it. You earned it. But yeah, go get it. It's on stands now. You can get it I at like extras. Yeah, grocery. you can get it at the grocery store. You can get it at the Barnes and Noble. You can get it at wherever you want to go. You can get the Dallas Star Magazine <coughs> draft guide. Or you can get it online, by the way. You can find a digital issue for those of you not in the DFW area. Kyle, that's impressive, man. Thanks, man. I'm Worked sure. hard on it. Not surprised, but it's impressive. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you're not surprised. No. Hey, you actually did work one
0: time. Thanks. I mean, you know, you're filling the broadest role, which ain't easy. I mean, nah. we're talking about like Amari Cooper's not here. You gotta not fill that broadest. role. I mean, that's. I'm just saying, it's not impressive. a former scout. It looks great. You did a great job. Thanks, man. It's, it's on his way. Well, oh,
1: you have a scout's eye. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate eye. it. I've had a lot of great input and learning from from people around the building. So, <laughs> what's your question,
0: Rob? You teased it. Mm. What are we talking about? We're what? talking
1: draft. <laughs> Yeah, I just
0: want to carry over the discussion from pre-break about. We're talking guard. We're talking receiver, Mm -hmm. and I know I'm crossing over from the draft show because I know you guys have discussed this. But, like, which is deeper? Which I mean, is there a one of those two spots where you feel like guard specifically? Yeah, like we can't wait past the second round. Maybe offensive line. You cannot wait. If you don't get an offensive line
1: in the first maybe the second, if you get lucky, there's a starter in the second, you're not getting a plug-and-play offensive lineman outside of pick 56. You and it, it, you may even have to get lucky if pick 56. If you're going to draft a starter plug-and-play, which is what we've talked about on this show, what yes. we talked about on the draft show, if you're dr- drafting a plug-and-play guy who's going to come in and start as a left guard or a center as a rookie, you got to get him in the top 45 picks if you want to be a lock. Wide receiver, you can get a plug and play wide receiver all the way to the third round. I think in the eighty-eight range, you'll have a guy there that you like. I think there's guys that the Cowboys like at fifty or at eighty-eight. David Bell out of Purdue, a technician route runner. He's a little bit slow. He would probably be up in the mix if he wasn't necessarily uh, uh, late. And let me find his numbers. We
0: both had him in our mock draft that we came out Friday. Yeah, we yeah.
1: did, and that was not planned by any no. means, but. I mean he ran a 46540 which is really low for a wide receiver but he runs great routes on his film he has good hands he can catch in traffic he does a lot of those things his numbers are going to knock his stat, his stock a little bit if he's there at 88 he's most likely going to be the selection yeah. So I think you, you can look at offensive line in the first, maybe the second round. Wide receivers open all three rounds, maybe even into the fourth if you really see a guy fall. Maybe an injury issue there. He could fall to the fourth, and he still might be your third wide receiver. Because you're not necessarily looking for a number one, even though a number one would be great if you wanted to go get a guy in the first round. Do it. If you fall in love with a guy, don't waste your pick sitting there on an offensive lineman that you're not in love with. Go get the guy you you think will be a, a high uh, high
2: caliber high quality player. However,
1: you can get starters later in
2: the draft. And the, the name I keep hearing is is Green from from me. Kenyon me. Green, yeah. Yeah, Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other some of the other guys maybe Linderbaum, who's a center uh, guard type yeah. uh, as well. But from from those guys that you are, are listening, even you're talking about Cross, uh, it, it, that can't miss from 24 are are you saying that we have a guy specifically Mm -hmm. that if based off of your draft board or maybe what the front office is thinking, like, this is our guy at 24 and we're not moving from this?
0: I
1: think there's three names there. One of them is a hope, and that's Tyler Linderbaum. I have no smoke where Tyler Linderbaum could be the pick. I have not heard a single thing from the front office. That's a there good isn't thing. anything here. Yeah, which might be a right thing. <laughs> Linderbaum would potentially be, he would be the can't miss guy out of that group of guys at 24 specifically, because I don't really know if Charles Cross is going to be there at 24. Does he play one position? Position. Yes, center. And he does it very well. Does it exceptionally well. He's Jason Kelsey 2.0. He's mm. uh, he's going to be a good center. A little undersized, but he's going to be fantastic for years to come. Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson are those other two names. Green out of uh, Texas A&M, Zion Johnson out of Boston College, but along with Tyler Linderbaum, those are the three names that are up at the top of the draft board because of their, their fit in terms of the 20 to 30 range. And, of course, they're fit with the Cowboys where they need a guy on the offensive line. I think all three of them are starters. I think all three of them are capable to come in and be better than what the Cowboys had a year ago at the left guard or center spots, depending on where they're selected.
0: I don't necessarily think you can find that later on. I'm just going – just real quick, I just was going through the Cowboys' history this century, drafting guard, Mm -hmm. and to find a plug-and-play guy, to take your – to borrow your phrase – I mean it has to be in the first two rounds. It's, I mean it's been Zach Martin in twenty fourteen. That's a pretty good pick, huh? It's yeah, it worked out pretty good. I mean Connor Williams stepped in right away in twenty eighteen. Second round pick. And you can go beyond that, man. You gotta go all the way back, I think, to two thousand two with, with, with Andre Girard. you know. That one worked out pretty well too, I mean, huh? Guys like Doug Free stepped in, played fourth round, but it wasn't it wasn't right away. So at that position, when they've hit on guys, it's been in the first whatever, you know, sixty picks. Does it, that make you feel better about the
2: situation or no? No, it, it doesn't. Um, and the reason no, it does. No, and the thing about it, Linderbaum, I'm, I'm torn on him, you know, yeah. and, and because of what we had from Biadish. And I know that everybody all of a sudden is is taking a pass on Biadish. But when you invest that kind of time in developing a guy, and you he gets to the point where hey. He's actually he's turning into something. He's yeah. got a, a four year, more you know a couple years more of of lifting weights, nutrition, all those things under his belt. Can he be what we need him to be? He came out of college. You were high on him. He has all of the same accolades as the other guys. You're saying is a can't miss prospect. Go to guard yeah. because your guard is going to be the guy that's going to be the driving force of your offensive line. Yeah. We have that on, with Martin on the other side, but we we've just been lacking in that area. If that's a if that's a we need this. We we gotta have it. This is where we are at twenty-fourth and if twenty four, pick twenty-four or if we can't get it in the second round. That's that's my only point. Is on.
3: it more important, I feel like this is in, pertaining to a center position, is it more important to plug your holes with draft picks, or is it more important to
1: upgrade? Yeah. That's the question that you're having to ask with these two positions. And I mean I, I think you need to plug your holes. Yeah. Because I've been asked that question specifically. Because I am. I'm very high on Tyler Linderbaum. He's my number 9 player in the draft. If he's there at 24, he's best player available for me. However, somebody has asked me the question previously, and they're saying, would you rather have Tyler Biotish playing as a starter or would you rather have Connor McGovern playing as a starter? Because at the moment, unless you get back up in the top 45 picks and use your second-round pick to go up and get somebody that you like that falls, maybe one of these names that we're talking about, Unless you do something like that, that's the decision you're making. Who are you replacing? You're replacing Connor McGovern at left guard or Tyler Biodish at center. And honestly, I'm looking at Connor McGovern as that guy, as the guy who's not going to be the better player out of those two. I would feel much more comfortable with Tyler Biotish having to be a starter yeah. in 2022 rather than having Connor Agreed. McGovern in that regard. Agreed. Then Green is your guy. Then Green or, or yeah. Zion Green John. is my guy, and Zion Johnson's who I think will be the guy. If I had to put a guess and i put this out on my mock draft on dallascowboys.com if i put a guy there it would be zion johnson it would be that would be who the pick would be right now
0: any teams you worry about jumping you and grabbing either guy in the early 20s late uh, late teens
1: no cuz i think if somebody's going to jump in this draft they're going to go get a quarterback that they like
0: cuz oh, i think, i mean I just mean picking in front of 24. Oh, picking in general? Yeah, not trading up.
1: I think the Eagles could maybe snag him. I think the Cardinals need an interior offensive lineman if they go and get... They need all offensive linemen, if we're being real. They could draft a tackle, they could draft a guard, a center. So I think an offensive lineman will probably be off the board at 23, which could be one of those names. I think the Steelers will probably go with a maybe a quarterback at that point. Eagles, Chargers, Saints... Cardinals. Those are really the teams up at the top that I think could take those guys that we're talking about with Zion Johnson and Linderbaum and Kenyon Green. Those are the areas of, of worry that I yeah. have.
0: Because, you know, Hellman's big thing is he wants a receiver at 24. He always wants a receiver at 24. Well, I mean, it's more fun. It's more fun. It is it's a more him. fun position. And it mainly, though, because the quality of player, the chance you could get a, just a better player that plays wide receiver there. My my issue, and that's why I asked about down the line. Like, it, these are it, that's a that's a need. Offensive line is a big, big need. Huge need. So, how long can you wait? That's my question. You know, yeah. Outside the top forty-five, can't you're you're can't getting wait. lucky.
2: No, I can't wait. Can't
0: wait. So, offensive unless, line, unless you. Sign a guy after the draft, but oh. at this point, who you sign, and it's just going to be plug and play, and you feel great about it. It's like pretty. They, I mean, pretty you know, dried they up. They've waited to the point where I don't think that's going to be a. That's really realistic. The milk's gone dry. Well, it, if, and if they choice. go wide receiver, <laughs>
2: if they go wide receiver in the first round, then they are just s- throw your hands up. <laughs> hey, I mean, you, throw your hands up. Forget about it. I mean, they are sold on the guys that they have, and McGovern is is starting. And Stop this, hey. come
1: on, I'm what happened team. to your twenty for or twenty nineteen first round pick? What happened to it? Traded it for Amari Cooper. 2019, yeah. 2020, what happened with your first-round pick? Oh, my gosh, it was C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've two of the last three years have been wide receivers that have been taken in the first round.
2: Why, Why are we chasing Going to do teams? three of four?
0: I don't think you have. Well, I mean, you're not going to get the same caliber player if you wait. But they've shown they can draft Michael Gallup in the third round; it could be a starter. Like I just think you can wait on that position, so, maybe too. more so than offensive line.
1: And once again, you don't need a number one. You got to give Ceedee Lamb a chance to be a number one. You got to give Michael Gallup a five year sixty two million dollar deal that's out there and let him roll with it. You can go get a number three guy, and he's going to give you plenty of production. It doesn't matter who you put in this system, right? It doesn't matter. That's what. I, that's kind of what I'm leading to, I'm to a saying, certain extent. Kellen Moore, because that. I mean.
2: And you say that you're sarcastically, it, yeah, you're but, it's, but it's for real. Cheap. That's the that's the way the organization, that's the way feels. they're thinking. And they've de- and t- look, I don't, I won't say devalued uh, the wide receiver position, so to speak, but they're just saying that hey, we don't need a guy to come in here twenty million dollars a year and not give us the production we need. They're setting precedents for that. If you're gonna get paid twenty, you're gonna produce like a guy that's getting paid. 20. You lost your one, your four, and your six. It's a lot of production just walked out of the door. Well, you're one, yeah. you're your four, and you're six. And
3: just your walked four out is of as here. good as a two. A lot of absolutely, money. and, and when, he's going to be that.
0: And when is <laughs> when is number two coming back too? That's the other question. Oh yeah, so you
3: have a number two,
0: and he'll be back, but when? You know, is, is how what's training camp look like? What's the first month of the season look like?
2: But names we hadn't talked about. We hadn't talked much about Zeke. We hadn't talked much about wh- where Dak takes the next level. Me, I mean, you, you, you paid one, him seventy five million dollars. He has to make the next step as a quarterback neither, to be that game changer.
3: Neither one of those guys Heckman can do what you or anybody else in Cowboys Nation expects them to do. If you don't fill the gaps at the office, no, of the
2: I feel you one hundred percent. So, 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 so
3: I don't, I don't think that we can. Dis- we're not disregarding the conversation. It's just that. Their success is dictated on who they put up front, so which is okay. why we're all in agreement that they need to pick a dog on guard, not a swinging guard, but a guard. Yeah,
1: that's what. Either my, one of those guys are going to be a guard. Duh. They played multiple positions in college, right? but Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green, don't get it wrong, don't yeah, get yeah. it
2: twisted. They are guards. That's that's what I'm saying. If if you're talking about going out on the limb and getting a wide receiver at one, yeah, don't, that's don't, why I'm saying yeah, this is different. this is
3: what you need to build throw on. The, throw the whole cake away. And Ooh, I,
0: said, I I mean, Kyle said. I mean, some of the visits that. that are being reported that they're talking to guys. I mean, that's, that's what, what throws me off. That's what they're
3: doing. I'm not they're, listening. They're, that's what, what throws, throws me off. I, I refuse to. Uh, I
1: refuse.
0: It's not really it's,
1: reports. that were in the building. I mean, they, you invite a lot of people
3: no, in we the building.
0: I just, I, mean, I just mean we're not putting out the full list.
1: No, I'm we're not there. But
2: no, I hear you. I know, the yeah. full yeah. list
1: will come out though. It's out. It's out.
0: The list is out. The list. We
1: didn't put it out. It's out there. Oh, yeah. Little
2: insider trading. No, somebody. It wasn't (laughs) us. I promise
1: that. Uh, We like our jobs. But the the, the whole thought process behind it was, why are there so many first round? I mean, Chris Olave, Drake London, Traylon Burks were all guys up at the top of that list. I mean, we even got to report it on the Blitz because they were all up at the top of that list. And the scouting, repart- or scouting department or the front office, is like, yeah, go
2: ahead, talk about it. I just want to say, Alave, I love him. I, I think great he's player, a great, great wide receiver. But there's a guy behind him next year that really y'all should just <laughs> kind of chill out and wait till he comes out. You
1: just like Jackson Smith and Jake because he's a rock wall product uh, yeah, just, and he's just, hey, kind
2: of a badass. Boy, I'm telling you next year's class. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. jumping ahead. All right, let's take a break. One thing that we <laughs> haven't you.
1: been talking about in the draft is secondary. Why
2: is that? Are we set at the secondary
1: spot for the first time in any offseason that we can really remember in recent memory when we talk about it right after the break?
3: New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I
1: do deserve that.
3: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve
2: is finally here.
3: At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching Grandma how to video call. And teaching her again.
2: It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left.
3: It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every
1: unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply.
0: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
2: to talking Cowboys.
1: Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor, as Heckman Harrison see, sees more. He yes. does more because he Essilors. That's right. Yes. You know
3: what? I, I was rocking my Essilors. A lot of people have been giving me compliments on my Essilor sunglasses. Because they're phenomenal. They're fire. Those Top Guns. They're, they're fire. Guns. I need another set. I need another yeah. set. I need, it's, it's been a year. It's yeah, time to frame. say,
1: it's coming up on a year, and guess who still hasn't gotten his set of Essilors? I'll take his set.
3: We'll get another
2: set once you know, you know, who know what does you know what? Uh,
3: no. I need I need another set because all I wear is sunglasses. Right? I don't wear reading glasses or anything like that, you know, because I got this X ray vision. But um, but I need Flex. some. Uh, my colors suck though. I guess he colors for
2: crap. But I need another set of shades, man. That would that. Explain your turnover percentage in college. Ooh. No, it was low. Hey it was low. It was low. No, the no, lowest no. interception percentage in the whole
3: freaking University of Washington history. Tell you that much. I can't
2: see Washington's colors. Washington's
3: never really
1: had great quarterbacks.
3: No. Never what?
2: Do that. I bet they never do that either. What? You never divulged that either, did you? <laughs> hey, coach, That's I, right. I can't see colors. Hey, I went through that. What's that?
3: Uh, no, I'm going to take a run. I'm gone. <laughs> tuck a run. Keep your, keep your interception percentage low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I, you know what's funny? Funny uh, here we go. Funny quote. So when in, back in college, right, my wife was actually I, she wasn't my wife back then, obviously, but she was dating a defensive lineman back at the time on my team, and so she was Where's off this limits. Going? She was off limits for like ten years, all right. But um, you know, statute of limitations. But once that you know exited, I was I inserted myself back into the you conversation. You married
2: your teammates? And, what? This is college. Mister
3: Staleyoka girl. Well, he
2: just <laughs> said there's statute limitations.
3: There's a, stat- girl. There's a statue of limitations. Don't drop
2: anything
0: around
3: Isaiah. Right? <laughs> And what I was getting at is that she hated me as a quarterback in college.
2: Really? Yeah,
3: she I hated you. you as a quarterback. She mean she hated me because she said I'll always run. I was like, well, I was running for my life.
2: And did you tell I can't see colors? That's
3: why. <laughs> well, you're running from your own teammates. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But she hates. To this day, she's like, I hated you as a quarterback. I was like, well, thanks, man. Wow. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks for
2: the support. Learn something mm. about you every podcast, Listen, yeah. man. Hey, man.
1: Nine touchdowns, six interceptions in 2005. 2005. Eleven games started. Isaiah Stanback then went on to 2006, played in seven games, had ten touchdowns and three interceptions. Hello. Hello. So before your injury, you were really you were on fire. Oh, yeah. I was about to be MVP, Maybe You're on the mm. wall, right?
3: I, I, at,
0: somehow, hey, at the
1: athletic somehow, somehow I made the uh, wall. I, mean, the wall. I mean, hey, amongst the just I was vaulted s- names of Jake Browning and Keith Price and yeah. Jake Locker Damn, and Kyle. I mean,
3: Cody, Kyle. Hey, Cody there's moon. a gentleman by the name of
1: Cody Pickett,
3: who was up for the Heisman when I first got there. It's true. He was really freaking good. Yeah, started three you years, do? right? Warren Moon, you're right. Yeah. Your
2: yeah. like, Warren I mean, Moon. 76
1: and 77. Yeah. Pick
2: Pick the
0: Hewitt still, brothers. The Pickett still owns the single game passing performance. He's a beast now. 455 yards in one game. Yeah, can we change?
1: On. Can we change your Wikipedia page? Pro- I don't know how to
3: do that. I don't. You, you
1: guys? Did, he's in like the old New England Patriots gear. He probably
0: asked him. To hey, do I that. had no neck. He too, asked Hey, him I was diesel back <laughs> Have you then. You ever touched your Boosh. Wikipedia page? I've never touched it. I didn't know you. Could. I don't know how to. Yeah. Do I think it. anybody can get on there They're, and edit. Can, oh, can you? Did you see? Yeah. You see those shoulders right there? They look
3: like the wooden coat hangers from like. I don't know who our sponsor is, but <laughs> the ones from the hotel. <laughs> from the Omni. <laughs> Look, yeah, the there you Omni. go, from the Omni. Yeah. The Omni Hotel wooden hangers are freaking nice. Mm. <laughs> they'll charge you if you leave with it, though. Huh.
0: So, do you know? Yeah, they'll get you. Let me ask you this, Isaiah. Do you know,
2: <laughs> do you know
0: the most passing yards you had in one game? In uh, I think
3: it's Notre Dame game, I think. Mm. Ring the bell. What is it? 400? No. What is it? Mario. Wrong. Mario, Mario cow. Coin.
0: Cow. 301.
3: No, 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 no. Go to Notre Dame. This uh, is
0: top passing performances in a game. Oh, performance. Surpassed well, yeah, three hundred yard passing oh, oh, mark so twice. Three fifty three. My bad. That's yeah. My bad. And then five.
1: Cal Cal was three oh one, Notre yep. Dame three fifty five. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, How about the Irish? Passing yeah. total, Let the 14th it. most ever yes, at Washington. That was
3: terrible. Yeah, we had some bad teams back then. That's okay.
1: <laughs> you were great on the NCAA football video game. Oh, I was a beast. People yeah. still come up to me to this day about <laughs> yeah. NCAA football.
3: Really? They're like, oh, no, I use cool. you
1: all the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was the fastest quarterback in the, in the country
1: at the time it so. Revol- it was right after like Vince Young kind of yeah. like emerged as a video game star yeah. because you could you could have the dual yeah. threat and then Isaiah was the next man yeah. up.
0: Is that game coming back within a now? Yeah, it is. Can we we can get it back now? Yep. Yeah, as long as they I'm going to create Isaiah
1: and roll all right, let's talk about the secondary final 10 minutes here of Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Standback, Washington football legend. Hechma <laughs> Harrison or right. Texas football <laughs> legend. Rob Phillips. He, he can't see colors, though. Yeah, Texas a <laughs> <laughs> football no legend. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Uh, secondary hasn't necessarily been in that conversation in terms of cornerbacks, safety, because of the guys the Cowboys have returning. It looks like at the cornerback spot, Trayvon Diggs, of course, leading the way. Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis all returning, along with some newcomers like Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright that were picked in the top 100 of last year's NFL draft. Then at safety, you've got Ren Curse back. Malik Hooker's back on a deal. Donovan Wilson still mulling around there in the backside of the defense. Is the secondary set, Rob, or is it kind of tinkering on the edge of being an actual need in the future?
0: it looks pretty set to me um because they didn't change anything Mm -hmm. you know they got Trayvon Diggs they got I mentioned Jordan Lewis earlier they got Anthony Brown on the outside and potentially Kelvin Joseph pushing him like they thought could happen as early as last season and Malik Hooker now projects as a starting safety with with J. Ron Curse kind of playing safety linebacker whatever you want to call it I mean to me it's it's (laughs) <laughs> can't say this a lot over the last few years, but the secondary looks about as stable as any position on the roster right now. Oh, God. Can you say that I again?
2: Oh, 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 I just want to hear I'm it. I'm knocking on it right the now.
0: The secondary looks about as stable as any position on the roster right now. <sighs> I mean, they didn't really change anything. So I mean, and, and it now, sounds and, and great, though. And you've got young players that you hope ascend. Like that's That's what you hope for at a lot of positions, and that's not really the case at other positions. The only thing they changed was their numbers.
1: Yes. That's it. So the numbers they did change, change. Numbers. yes. Jordan Lewis wearing number two. Anthony Brown's wearing number three.
2: And I just got used to seeing him in a different number, and now he's changing It's he Lewis, the reason, bro. It's a third time he's changed numbers. Is so that, that
1: what reason. it is? He went from 26 to
0: not 27. 27. Seven no, i yeah. threw
3: me off, man.
1: Well,
0: let no. me ask you this, Isaiah. Yeah. Do you think they changed because of Diggs changing the seven and man, I can't single digits and people so think they can – Single-digit looks cooler. It, I mean, looks it cool. does look cooler. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but
3: it, it makes it difficult as all heck for somebody watching a game. Maybe that's why they did it. Mm-hmm.
0: They see seven out there thinking he's a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. look, if I you're throwing you- to the
1: wrong color jersey, you're having Isaiah Stanback <laughs> <Exactly>. issues. <laughs> that's <laughs> the problem here.
2: Exactly. I told you guys all last season, be confident in Anthony Brown. Didn't I? <laughs> You what? Nailed, you nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, know. But you know what? He came out and he proved all of the naysayers <laughs> wrong. He had a strong camp. I mean, aside from. Heckman was cutting
1: the guy after the Tampa Bay <laughs> game. Man, I mean.
2: <laughs> Antonio Brown, like, is still running. Okay, you're not wrong <laughs> he's still running right now <laughs> with okay? the shirt... shirt off he's still <laughs> he's, he's still going still going okay but I mean you, that's what you had and, and he started to compete over the season and and you obviously with Trayvon Diggs and the job that he did last year man that's no comparison to to the work that he put in but on the other side we were thinking that man he may be the Achilles heel of the defense and he ended up not being that I know we're supposed to be talking about the secondary, but I forgot that he and O'Neal signed somewhere else as
3: well.
1: So we're, we're down to two. I feel like you're just trying to find something to be mad at.
3: I'm he's, not. He's in,
0: he's in Tampa. Now.
1: Yeah, he left.
0: Hey, he's I, going, going back I to safety get
3: Malik too. Turner. No, I'm just. Yeah. We he's have two O'Neal linebackers. Didn't really do anything. Three linebackers. Sorry, I don't know much about this. Jabril Cox, Devontae Bond, but Jabril Cox, Cox, and Cox Van Derish.
0: Van, Derish. Van Derish. You have Luke Gifford. You Luke. Have, Luke. And then you have Micah, and they. They view Jaron as part of that mix, honestly. Yeah, because he's in the box so much. But I'm not saying they got great numbers. But I'm saying that you know they, they don't feel as crazy about it as others might. This is one of those times like, that like I you and I, I like I I'm with, with, with you. Your like I, chest. numbers aren't great. They're not as good. No, I mean, last plan. year that looked like the deepest position on the team. Yeah. So, how's Jabril Cox? Do we have any reports on him? Should be ready to go.
3: Start
2: of the season. That's the goal. Like John Legend. Yeah, okay yeah well <laughs> Kelvin Joseph is the the guy in this whole mix that you want to be a contributor you want him to push Best Jordan man. Lewis uh, you want him to push Anthony Brown um, this is he didn't I mean there's a lot of stuff I think when I think of Kelvin Joseph this year, this year is going to be important for him huge you know if, if he wants to mature, be the player that the organization thinks that he is. He is because they have put a lot of things in his, on his plate, and I don't know if he handled it handled it very well in his first year. Uh, but he has to show uh, the organization that he's matured. What's it say in your heart? No.
3: Your heart says no.
2: My heart says no uh, because yeah. I, I don't know how. Com- you talk about willing guys willing to do these things. How willing is he to make changes within himself and be yeah. a professional? It's one thing to be in a college athlete but then when you get to this level who's a pro yeah. and and i don't know if he's that i, I but i don't know him on a personal sure. level but everything yeah. that he projects for sure doesn't project i'm a pro kyle what's to say in your heart in regards to boss man
1: fat uh, i'm kind of right there with you okay but he has to produce because i mean look at the look at the last second round picks most recent second round picks that the cowboys have put out there on the table and look at the history trayvon diggs in 2020 He's certainly produced, Connor or excuse me, Tristan Hill in 2019. He hasn't necessarily produced. He's still here, but are we confident in Tristan Hill? Is he kind of an afterthought? Absolutely, he's not one of those guys at the top. Connor Williams was a starter, second round pick in in 2018. Chidobe Awuzie, second round pick in 2017, starter. Jalen Smith, 2016, starter. Even after an injury, Randy Gregory, 2015, starter. DeMarcus Lawrence, 2014, starter. He's got to contribute because if not. He's he's gonna be an
0: afterthought. But in your heart, it says what? Right this second. No. No. Right. No. I think I think AB is still the guy there. I agree. Doesn't mean he can't take a step because when he played late in the season, you saw flashes. But I think talent. I I, I I'd, I'd lean towards experience.
2: There. Yeah, he has all the talent in the world. So what's stopping him from taking the next step? Yeah. Why don't they trust him? That's I, the question.
0: I mean, and and look, he did have. He got in a full training camp, so you can't say well, he didn't have an off season, hmm. but he did miss six games with a groin injury yep. that set him back. Sure. So so, you know, hopefully another full and, and hopefully it's a full off season, no COVID restrictions. That's what everybody's hoping. But prior to, to that you know. injury, did you, how did you feel? Uh he he did not I mean it, he wasn't but, impressive. He he got hurt in the jack the final preseason game against yep. Jacksonville. It was obvious that A B was the starter. Yeah. He didn't win that job yeah. before the injury. That's that's the one thing he has to take that second year. Agree. St- that
1: second year jump, or else he's he's a afterthought in the room. And if if he would have won that injury, or excuse me, won that battle prior to the injury, Anthony Brown may not be yeah. a Cowboy would've. this year. Correct, he may not be here. You correct. may have saved the five million dollars that would. That be, was probably yeah, not, the plan when they drafted him. Correct. Honestly, yeah, yeah, if him you, or Jordan, yeah, I mean,
0: either one, one Look, of the two. Sure. No, Terrence Steele is the reason why Lyle Collins isn't here anymore. Really, that's I mean, the main line. reason why.
2: Salary man, and the suspension in the 40, <laughs> well, six point no, two million. Yeah, that
0: didn't help. But I mean, <laughs> if you're you got a guy who's on a undrafted rookie contract versus saving ten million bucks who played just as well or better at right tackle. I mean, that's
2: some some decisions you just make easy for people. I mean, yeah, just, that's, that's, that's just one mm-hmm.
0: of them. But. I, it crossed my mind when we were talking about guard. It's like you really think he couldn't have played guard? Because if you move mm. Lyle Collins to guard, yeah, uh, you're not saving money, but maybe you wouldn't be worried about guard at 24. I, I'm just, I'm spitballing I agree with you, but I think there was some injury history. No, I, history there. I they, they don't f- clearly
1: didn't think he could do it. They don't think he can play. Uh, Cincinnati thinks he can play. No, I mean, and they went moved and to guard. Him. Moved to guard. Yeah, but, but, I mean, they cut him straight out. They cut him straight yeah. up. And it didn't really save him a ton of money. Maybe did this year. Next year, not so much. So, yep. But Kelvin Joseph at the top of the list in terms of guys that need to take that second-year jump. I mean, I'll n- name some of the others. Ose Digizua, Chauncey Golston, Nayshawn Wright, Jabril Cox, Josh Ball, Simi wow. Fahoko. Wow. Anybody there, I mean, above Kelvin Joseph, more pressure to take a second-year jump? Uh, <laughs> Chauncey Golston.
2: Chauncey I mean, said he's, too. He's going to be right in the mix. I mean, we, you lose Randy Gregory. We're still chasing from the edge position. We have ever since DeMarcus Ware, and I don't care what anybody says. I agree. We have been chasing this position, and we finally get to a young crop in here it, that goes into Dan Quinn's rotation. And Chauncey Golson, he did produce, but you know, next year you're going to ask a lot more of him, especially if they don't go in those first three picks and get any defensive help.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I I'll throw. We mentioned Josh Ball earlier, and because whoever wins that swing tackle job, history says you're going to be a starter at some point this season. Mm. Uh, Tyron Smith is probably going to the Hall of Fame, but he missed five games last year, fourteen games the year before. Or, no, he missed six games last year, fourteen, and then three games for four straight seasons, 2016 through 19. I mean, you have to be prepared for that, you know. So. And unless they draft a guy or sign a, a veteran
2: to fill that role, it could be Josh Ball. And, and just lastly, I just want to say, when it comes down to this draft, I know we're leading right up to it. T- the tight end position is so important. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that there's enough emphasis being placed on it. I know we, we got the tag on Schultz. We got Sprinkle back. But we are going to have to get a guy that can block in yeah. here that can do both mm-hmm. um, I, I, I've not made it a secret that George Kittle is one of my favorite tight ends and it is because he is Conan the destroyer at the tight end position and in Kellen Moore's offense if he has that at, at the tight end he can do anything it opens up everything that he wants to That's do. That's a great point
1: Yeah, there's some steam, there's some momentum heading in your way of Charlie Kohler out of Iowa Back. State it's a little bit of momentum heading that direction what at round? the moment. What
0: round? Fourth. That's, you got a that's, that's, no, that's, that's the Dalton Schultz round. You know, mm-hmm. you could find a tight end. In the six six
1: two fifty. These,
0: it's moving that direction. There's some
1: guys, or you could go with a Jelani Woods. Who's he's a freak. absolutely massive. Oh, no, he's a freak. Six foot seven one of it tested literally tested as the highest graded tight end prospect in the history of the analytical side of the NFL draft. He was a 10 out of 10 on the the grade scale in terms of his athleticism, his size and like his his But why does he have a third round grade? And inconsistent film. Okay, His film's not very good, but It's he weird he to me. I ain't got grade. With all those He tested better than Kyle Pitts. He tested better than anybody, really. That'd make you feel better, right? Get
0: a run-blocking tight end? He's been
1: slouching since we talked about tight end.
0: hold on to this. Hold hold on to the draft magazine. Hold on to the draft magazine. Real quick, are you you closing out? Yeah, go for it. Well, just before we get out of here, I just think let's just send condolences to family for Gary Brown, Mm. Rayfield Wright, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, just a... Terrible weekend yeah, week. of news in the NFL. Yeah, former running backs coach
1: Gary Brown passing away. Rayfield Wright, Hall of Fame member, of course, member of this organization for many, many years and uh, a key contributor to the community as well. And then yeah, the the pass the tragic passing of
2: of Dwayne Haskins in Florida. I just gotta say this about Rayfield Wright, man. You, you know this this story franchise. You have so many great titans that came through here, and Rayfield Wright was one of those guys. Um, I would see him at our fundraiser. Uh, him and, and guys like Cliff Harris and mm-hmm. you know uh, Tony Dorsett. These are guys that put when they left, they took a lot of glory with them, and they now have yellow jackets. But you know, I think as fans, as the game, the, narr- the 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 game advances, a lot of times people forget about those guys, yeah. but they're the guys that actually set the standard here, and that's why this organization is what it is. Right. Because of, he was the first big cat. I know people know Leon yeah. Led as a big cat. He was the first big cat, the guy that played the position like they had never seen anything like Rayfield Wright when he played in the 70s and so you know I think a lot of these guys you have to give them their flowers now it's not enough to give it to them after they're gone while they're here and so when I see any what's in any of these guys come to I freak out you know because yeah. it's it's the game that they played and, and they put so much of their heart and soul into it for you know Tony said, guys like that they have to get their flowers now so when Rayfield passed man it obviously condolences to him and his family uh, but man a great Cowboy on yeah.
0: the field he was he was like Tyron Smith before Tyron Smith. yes I, play, I mean right tackle was the guy played in five Super Bowls nobody Jeez. played in more Super Bowls in the NFL history than Rayfield Wright and off the field just a
2: great such man. a nice man man and
0: just a good person and and uh, same same for Gary Brown I mean the first time I met Gary Brown was first training camp I came back 2015. Jason Garrett got rid of the, the basketball court by the player rooms over mm-hmm. there in Oxnard, but at that point, it was still out there, and he, he came and shot hoops with us. I mean, just just every everybody loved Gary Brown. You know? yeah. uh, Incredible, and, and man. And a great coach, too. Yeah.
1: It's been a hard week for sure, and, and of course, passing our condolences on as a show. Glad we got to fit that in. Thanks, Rob, for that. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be back next week, 1130 Central Time, in the morning. Let's talk some draft next week. We've got two shows till the NFL draft, only two, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to fix this team when we come back next week. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckman Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
0: Football Club. How
2: about this, Cowboys?